Welcome to the Sermon Podcast at Bethel. We're a covenant church located in western Wisconsin, and you can find out more information about us at BethelCov.org. My name is Todd Speaker. I'm the pastor here, and I want to thank you for listening.
Good evening, everyone. Please stand with me. stars are brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth and long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth a thrill Good evening, and Merry Christmas. <laughs> Welcome to our Christmas Eve service, our candlelight Christmas Eve service at Bethel. I'm Todd Speaker, and it's my pleasure uh, to welcome you to our service this evening. Uh, I think this is one of our most, uh, one of the most special things we do here at Bethel. Uh, we come together on Christmas Eve, and we light candles, and we hear the Christmas story, uh, and we sing together. So I want to invite you uh, to, uh, to be a part of that. And as you hear uh, these passages of Scripture read, uh, uh, follow along or close your eyes and listen and just hear, um, hear the story, uh, the, the old story told throughout Scripture of uh, the God who sent his son to save his world. Uh, so thank you, thank you for joining us. Let's, uh, and I encourage you too as well, as we sing our, our carols together, I invite you to stand if you're able or sit down or, or whatever's comfortable for you, but uh, let's continue in a spirit of worship and of prayer. Uh, so would you pray with me? 
Dear Lord, what a blessing it is to come together on Christmas Eve to celebrate the arrival of your son who changed everything, to hear uh, the story of the world and his coming uh, laid out. Lord, help us to uh, receive you tonight and remember that when your light shined in the darkness, the darkness did not overcome it. Be present with us tonight as we worship and praise together. In your name, amen. Amen. The first lesson is, God announces in the Garden of Eden that the seed of the woman shall bruise the serpent's head. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heaven, before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field was grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to till the ground, but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded that you should not eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the, of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you, have, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every living beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between you, your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel.
through 18. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. What child is this you The Son of Mary. Oh, 
Please join me by reading the bold print in this reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 2, and 6 through 7. The people walking in the darkness have seen a great light. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And he will be called of the increase of his gover- government and peace there will be no there will be no end establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and on and forever please stand with me as you're able tonight Isaiah 11, 1 through 9. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy, With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra, and the young child put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea.
you for contributing to that. Uh, let's pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the people uh, that serve and work at this church, and we pray that this be a blessing to them. In your name, amen. Star burns in the darkness, shines with a promise, Emmanuel. One child born in the stillness, living within us, Emmanuel. We're singing glory, glory. Fifth lesson, Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 35 and 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a, visit, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. 
May everything you've said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Please stand with me as you're able tonight. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And a heaven and nature sing. And a heaven and nature sing. And a Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. At the time of the Roman Empire, August decreed that the census should not be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census that taken with Quirius, the governor of Syria. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home, he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiance, who was obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because, the, because there was no lodging available for them.
Luke chapter 8, or chapter 2, verse 8 through 20. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been... The Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find the baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in the manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The, armless, the armies of heavens praised God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Today, we've been telling the Christmas story. And as people have come up and read uh, portions of it, they've read words that were written uh, by many hands in many languages over the course of a couple of thousand years before any of us were born. And yet here we are uh, reading them. Uh, yet someone uh, took the time and the effort to preserve and translate these words so we could read them today. Uh, we hear them from different translations and different voices. And it's fitting because many people... Uh, just like us, have sat in buildings like this and other places all around the world and heard uh, these words and heard this old story. Uh, and we do this because we believe that this story is true, that it tells us something about our world and something about what it means to be human. They tell an old story about a small promise that when kept would save the world. They tell the story of how a small thing like a child can make the difference in a world of impossibly big problems. As we heard tonight and as Joanne read, uh, the story begins like any good story with peace. Uh, Joanne uh, read it right from the first pages of our Bible. The world is made good. It's full of love and hope and joy and rest. Uh, and if you read Genesis 1, you notice that uh, and our, our confirmation kids know this, that every single thing that God makes, he calls good, except for one thing, human beings. He calls human beings very good. And it may be hard to believe sometimes, um, but we catch glimpses of it in our world every now and then, human beings being very good. We don't focus on it enough, but we all know people who are living this way. But like any good story, the peace in the garden, it doesn't last long. Human selfishness and spiritual evil, they, they join forces when the man and the woman do a small thing that humans often do, when they reject God's love and his favor in favor of their own control over what is good. They take from God's tree, and when they do, they bring a lot of evil into the world. And in the middle of that terrible, heartbreaking, paradise-destroying moment, uh, God makes a promise to the woman in the garden and the serpent who represents evil. 
God says, one day, woman, your seed will crush the seed of the serpent. And that sounded weird to me until someone explained it to me because what's happening is God is promising Eve, he's promising the woman that one day someone, uh, a descendant of hers will be born who will team up with God to destroy evil and heal the world. God is saying someday a seed, a little seed, will save the world. And the rest of the Old Testament, as we've read today, it it points uh, to this hope. It's looking for this person. Audra, uh, she read from Genesis when Abraham willingly offers his seed, his only son, Isaac, back to God. It points towards a God who would one day willingly offer his son for our lives. Isabella and Kelly, they read read from Isaiah. Uh, They talk about a child, a son, a seed that will be born from David's family who will bring peace and healing to the world. Marn, she read from Luke. We heard of the angel Gabriel promising the woman Mary that that tiny seed, that embryo growing inside of her would one day be born and that he would be her son but also the son of the Most High. She thinks, and she thinks this is the seed, this is the son, this is the child who will crush the serpent's head and save the world. Landon, Landon read of Jesus' birth, the child of God, and uh, the child of God born uh, to the woman, Jesus, who will crush the serpent's head is laid in a manger. Megan, she recounted the shepherds who have the good news that yes, a savior has been born in Bethlehem, Before we're finished tonight, Trevor, he'll read of the wise men who came from far away to see this little seed who would be a ruler and a messiah. They didn't know that that ruler, that seed, would save the world from sin and evil, but they knew that he mattered. And right before we light our candles tonight, uh, in a little bit, Sherry will come forward and read from John. You'll hear how one little seed of light, one little spark, that shines in the darkness and cannot be overcome by it. We'll read of the promise that if we receive that light, that seed, that spark, that so small-seeming person, that we can be saved from the same sin and evil that met Eve in the garden on page 2 of the Bible. Our Bible teaches us that evil is defeated by a seed, that death is conquered by a child. That's what Christmas is about. That's uh, why we bother with this. And that's the good news that Christmas points to. They remind us of the incredible power in small things. How one small child can change the world. If you know your Bible stories, you know that it only takes a river rock to kill a giant or a mustard seed of faith to move a mountain or a few tongues of fire to topple an empire. You know that small things make the difference. Small things like a simple sinner's prayer saying, I know I'm dirty and broken, but please, Father, because of Jesus, make me clean, whole, fill me with your spirit, and keep me in life. With God, the most power is often in the smallest things. So today, this Christmas, I want to invite you to do something small to say yes to that seed of light, to say yes to Jesus. Or even if perhaps you've wandered away, to say yes again. It's not complicated, but the Bible tells us that anyone who turns to look at the Son will be saved. We simply pray, yes, Lord, I'm not perfect because of Jesus. Make me whole. And if you're sitting here and you've, and you've done that, I want to invite you encourage you to open your eyes to these small things God is calling you to this Christmas. My prayer for you and for us is that God's Holy Spirit would open our eyes to see the small people that need God, need the small people that God needs us to notice and care for. That God would open our eyes and our mouths to speak the small words of kindness and support for others that need to be said that he'd open our eyes to see and to do and to give up the small sacrifices and acts of love that need to be done for others, that God would challenge you and encourage you to take the small but scary steps of faith when God calls us out of what's comfortable and easy and towards something very good.
This Christmas, let's remember the world-saving power of a small Savior and how that small Savior can make us new and make the whole world by changing everything. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, you sent your son, you sent yourself, you came down and walked the earth with us. You were born helpless in a manger of hay, cared for by two human parents that loved you and kept safe by broken human people. When you grew up, you lived and walked the earth and healed and taught and cared and loved and died on our behalf and came back again from the dead. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. We put our faith and our hope in you this Christmas. And we ask, Lord, that you would hold on to us. We thank you in your name. Amen. Amen. Please stand with me as you're able tonight. And hark the herald angels sing glory to Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herodon. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking to, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herodon was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And O Bethlehem in the land of Judea are not least among the ruling cities of Judea. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of people, 
Israel and Herodon called for a private meeting with the wise men and he learned from them the time was the st when the, the star first appeared then he told them go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child and when you find him come back and tell me so that I can go worship him too after this interview the wise men went their way and the star had they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure ch chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. John chapter 1, 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being by him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for a witness that he might bear witness of the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came that he might bear witness of the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. 
Please stand with me as you're able. to do the best part of Christmas Eve, in my opinion. I'm just kidding. Um, we're going to share our, our lights around the room, uh, but I want to give just a couple of instructions, then I'll have you all go stand along the outside of the room, but just wait a minute for that. Um, so first of all, kids, do you have your, your electric candles? Just a little reminder, you just give the top a little twist, and that's how you turn it on? Perfect. And, and grown-ups, I've been um, encouraged to share this as clearly as possible. Uh, <laughs> you may know that last year we got new carpet in this room. It was really exciting. Um, and so we're going to be as careful as possible with our, our candle wax and our flames. And so there's actually a trick to this. Um, as you're lighting the candles, make sure that whoever's candle is lit is the one that's staying up straight, up and down. Uh, and if you're getting your candle lit, you point your unlit candle into theirs, it lights, and you bring it up. If you do it the other way, you drip wax on the ground. Uh, so, so just to belabor that as much as possible, <laughs> uh, that, that is the deal. And so what I'd like to invite you to do is to go out to the edge of the room, and we just make a big circle here in the sanctuary. Just all stand around the outside, and if somebody wants to, to grab the... The lights in here, that's great too, but that's fine as well. <laughs> Perfect. And make some room. Make some room. There we go. Perfect. All right. If, if you're able and perfect. And so what we'll do, 
as we'll get ready. Everybody has their candles. Uh, and kids, if you want, you can turn yours on now or you can wait. Uh, here that is. Beautiful. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Amen? I want. <laughs> All right. Well, let's sing Silent Night together. One little child saved our world. One little light uh, changed everything. As you go today, may the light of Christ fill up your life and light your way. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen. Go in peace. burn yourself <laughs> a little just a tiny bit you know Merry Christmas
Thanks for listening. I want to invite you to join us in worship Sundays at 10 a.m., both in person or online at facebook.com slash Bethel Covenant Church. Thanks and have a great day.